Good morning again. That's what you call atmospheric disturbances. Uh, one of my spiritual sons had his phone, must have been in his pocket, and apparently these phones just ring and knock, knock it right out. Spiritual atmospheric disturbances. But this word will go forth this morning, so I believe that I might have stopped as far as nothing is impossible. Abraham believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall I seed be. He was strong in faith. He kept, he kept the faith even against hope. He believed in hope. We need to trust God. Believe him because nothing is impossible with God. So years ago, when God spoke to me and said, you will minister to the ministers and you will teach my people the word of God. Well, that was just a, okay, God, yeah, I hope, I hope it happens. So now here it is. I'm in it doing what God said that I would do. Trusting and believing like Abraham. Nothing is impossible with God. So you hold on to your hope. Do not let it go when God speaks. Spiritual assurance. We have the spiritual assurance and we have to be steadfast in hope. I remember one time I had to have gallstone removed and the doctor says, do you have insurance? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, yes, I have blessed assurance. Well, it, I mean, it was really a, a joke, but I had no natural assurance. But I, insurance, but I had spiritual insurance that God will take me through that operation and pay the cost because I am his servant. Spiritual assurance, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. His, that is, Paul's hope was steadfast. Paul said, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Paul was saying that he and his companions suffered greatly for bringing comfort and salvation to the Corinthians. But just as God comforted Paul, God would also comfort us because he, he comforted the Corinthians believers when they suffered for their faith. He would give them strength to endure. I can identify with Paul. I have suffered because of my faith and I'm still suffering, but my strength and hope comes from God. And as you can hear in my voice, I'm always joyful because he has given me the grace because I have decided to follow Jesus. Remember the song? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. And so the, the world behind me and the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. He has anointed me for the task. His grace is sufficient for me. Hope is also described as living hope. First Peter chapter one, verse three, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Heaven is worth suffering for. The term new birth refers to spiritual birth, regeneration, the Holy Spirit's act of bringing believers into God's family. Jesus used this concept of new birth when he explained salvation to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Do you need encouragement? Peter's words offers joy and hope in times of trouble, and he bases his confidence on what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. We are called into a living hope of eternal life. And then there is blessed hope. Titus chapter 2 verse 13 says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great Lord, the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. The power to live as a Christian comes from the Holy Spirit. Because Christ died and rescued us from sin, we are free from sin's control. God gives us the power and understanding to live according to his will and to do good. Then we look forward to Christ's wonderful return with eager expectation and hope. There is good hope. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 16 says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and had given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, stand firm in hope. And there is better hope. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 19 declares, But the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did by the which we draw nigh unto God. Note, the law was not intended to save people, but to point out sin and to point toward Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 24 to 25, we want you to take the time out to read that. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ, whose sacrifice brings forgiveness for our sins. Being ethical, working diligently to keep others and giving to charitable causes are all commendable. They're all commendable. But all of our good deeds cannot save us or make us right with God. There is a better hope. There's also a sure and steadfast hope. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 declares, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enter it into that within the veil. These two unchangeable things are God's nature and his promise. God embodies all truth. Therefore, he cannot lie because God is truth. You can be secure in his promises. You don't need to wonder if he will change his plans. Our hope is secure and immovable anchored in God, just as a ship anchor holds firmly to the seabed. To the true seeker who comes to God in belief, 
God gives an unconditional promise of acceptance. When you ask God with openness, honesty, and sincerity to save you from your sins, he will do it. This truth should give you encouragement, assurance, and confidence. One of the great virtues of hope is found in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now abided faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. In morally corrupt Corinth, love had become a mixed up term with little meaning. Same things happening today. Today, people are still confused. 